I V M. Folks, welcome to Pesa Pesa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and this is a very special, a very unique episode because we are going to talk about a specific event, the voting and meeting for six. of franklin templeton india's debt schemes due disclosure folks i'm a unit holder in two of these schemes so please keep note of that that's actually why this episode for it's for unit holders like us so i'm doing this episode um with one and only one purpose okay which is to explain the upcoming event of voting on these funds uh, and your options we are only going to be talking about this event so just if you're expecting there to be a broader discussion about a lot of other things that's not what this episode is going to be about we're just going to keep it very limited very specific to the voting and what are your options if you are a unit holder okay so first a very very quick background in april this year franklin templeton india shut down six yield oriented debt funds meaning if you're a unit holder in in these funds you can't redeem your units the money is stuck there so the matter went to courts uh, and finally in december just uh, a while ago the supreme court in in december told franklin templeton to get unit holder consent to wind down these six, these six schemes so which are these six schemes okay they are the ultra short bond fund the low duration fund the short term income fund credit risk fund dynamic accrual fund income opportunities fund so if you are a unit holder in any of these six you know that these have been frozen meanwhile since april a lot has happened in these six schemes a lot of cash has come in by way of interest payments installment payments etc just remember that these funds essentially hold bonds which are loans and some of these borrowers have repaid franklin this money franklin templeton india has also been publishing the nevs of all these schemes and all this data okay the nevs the cash that has come in is available on franklin templeton india's website you can check that out so that's all the past okay well what about the present So you have to vote to either let Franklin Templeton India wind down these funds, so that's a yes, yes, wind down these schemes, or you vote to not allow Franklin Templeton India to wind down these schemes, so that's a no vote. That would mean that these schemes open up for business as usual. Of course, both these options, yes and no, have implications, and we are going to discuss exactly that. So if you're a Franklin Templeton India unit holder. of these schemes you would have got an email from franklin templeton india i got mine on 7 december explaining all the details to you i encourage you i encourage you to read that email go and search for it okay it's a notice for e voting and then for a meeting for your specific scheme so i for example i'm invested in the ultra short bond fund and the dana and the and the dynamic accrual fund so i got that mail right uh, with with the notice that was on 7th and you should also check your mail for after that like for example on 11 december i got another two emails from both the schemes informing me about my username and password for voting don't worry if you've not got the mail we'll tell you what to do so to discuss this present situation and the two options that you have as well as the implications under each i have with me sanjay sapre president franklin templeton india sanjay welcome to paisa paisa thank you so much for doing this for our listeners Anupam, thank you so much for having me on the show. Pleasure to be here. Great, Sanjay. So let's start. First, could you please explain to our listeners what exactly is the process that the Supreme Court has allowed Franklin Templeton to follow? How will this work? Yeah, sure, Anupam. Uh, thanks. So, as you're aware, uh, there were two hearings in the Supreme Court on December third and December ninth, and in uh, our appeal to the Supreme Court, we had sought 
their permission to go forward with the consent vote under regulation 1815c while considering the other matters of law that we were appealing so the supreme court issued an interim order allowing our trustee so the trustee of franklin templeton uh, mutual fund to seek the consent of unit holders for the winding up of these schemes and it's under a specific regulation called regulation 1815c uh, the supreme court also directed that the redemptions will remain suspended while this vote is being taken and in fact they've said the redemptions will remain suspended till the court reconvenes and it is expected to reconvene in the week of third week of january 2021 uh, and in the 9th december hearing uh, they also directed that sebi should appoint an independent observer and the voting results along with the report of this observer should be submitted to the court in a sealed envelope uh, so this is the process and this is going to be done by e voting so you know as you mentioned in your uh, introduction people will get a user id and password in email and then they'll be voting using uh, kfintech's e voting infrastructure and it is to seek consent by simple majority which means uh, more than half of the people who are voting need to vote for whichever option then becomes the option to go forward with lovely so now let's get into the options sanjay let's get into specifics what does the yes vote mean for me as a unit holder what are you know say the approximate timelines and therefore what are the financial implications for me sure thanks so a yes vote means that you are giving the trustees or you are confirming the trustees decision to wind up the schemes right so by saying yes the schemes will be wound up and therefore the first implication of that is that no redemptions will be allowed what that allows the trustee to do or the liquidator to do is to do what we are calling an orderly winding up now what does that mean it means there is no redemption pressure anupam which means we are not forced to sell any of the securities in the portfolio uh, at whatever price is available in the market which means we can plan out how each security should be liquidated in the best manner now let me explain what that means right if i have a security that is maturing in a very short while i can wait till maturity and get the full value of that if i have a security where the issuer is getting refinanced and is wanting to repay that loan and get refinanced at a lower rate uh, then we can follow that that option if there is interest in the market for somebody else to buy that security then we can follow that option but we can follow the best option for each security so by being able to do this over a period of time and in a planned manner rather than having to do this under the pressure of redemptions obviously you will be able to uh, deliver a better outcome to the investor because you're not forced you know you don't have this undue pressure of selling at whatever price you get in order to meet the redemptions that are coming so yes vote gives us what we call this orderly winding up so what will that mean for investors what that means for investors is that the nav is not going to be negatively impacted by this kind of distress selling right so that means there is better outcomes for investors investors don't have to apply for redemptions as the money comes in that money will be proportionately paid to investors in the proportion of their unit holding which means there is no one investor benefiting or disbenefiting as compared to some other investor in that same scheme right because there is no difference to say i redeem today versus anupam redeem tomorrow 
right the last point is that uh, you know there is cash in some of these schemes already uh, in fact uh, the latest portfolio disclosure has uh, is going to go out very shortly um, but you will see when that comes out uh, later this week that four schemes have a significant amount of cash one other scheme has almost completely paid off its borrowing and then the sixth scheme still has some borrowing left so now what will happen is uh, also once we complete this process which has been laid down by the supreme court uh, and then the supreme court determines the next actions in its hearing in the third week of january then this cash which is available in the schemes can be immediately paid back to the unit holders in proportion so that's what a yes vote will mean an orderly process no selling pressure so a more managed better outcome in terms of being able to liquidate the portfolio and of course once we are through with the appropriate steps as are laid down by the supreme court and the regulation then the available cash can be start to be paid back and then future cash will be paid as and when the schemes monetize and the schemes get that money okay the other side now sanjay what does a no vote mean for unit holders what are the timelines there and what are the financial implications sure so a no vote means that the unit holders are voting to say that no i disagree with the trustee i don't want the scheme to be wound up i want the scheme to be reopened for business uh, what that means the first implication of that is that um, people will need to apply for redemptions to get money so in the first yes vote i explained there's no need to apply for redemption money is proportionately paid out in this option investors will need to apply and depending on who applies when the outcomes that investors will get in terms of value recovered could be different in the first yes option those are going to be um, proportionate to your unit holding here it will not be that because it will depend on when someone redeems the second thing is because the schemes are required to open for redemptions it's not possible to predict how much redemption will come in uh, and in what kind of time frame uh, you know i recognize that for a variety of reasons investors haven't had liquidity in these funds for a few months as as you also rightly mentioned in your opening comments so logically one would estimate that we will see a high volume of redemptions coming in once these schemes are reopened if we see a high volume of redemptions coming in we will have to start selling the underlying securities uh, you know let me call it almost kind of an emergency liquidation because we'll need to generate cash in short order now the reality is that there is something like 18000 crores of securities that these funds are holding right there is about 7 and 1/2 7200 7, odd crores of cash but there is still about 18000 crores that is being held in securities now it's very clear to us at least that it is not going to be possible to sell this full value of 18000 crores in a short enough time and still do it while delivering the best outcomes in terms of value so clearly if you are selling a large volume of securities everybody knows that you have no choice but to sell because you are under redemption pressure then you are in a distress sale scenario which means you no longer can do the best job of discovering the fair value um you will have to to some extent accept the value that you get in the market because you've got no choice but you've got to fund redemptions so the no vote will allow people to apply for redemptions maybe a little bit earlier maybe a few weeks earlier than when they can expect to start receiving money in a yes vote but 
it will be a far less managed and far less orderly process because of all of the reasons that i mentioned okay sanjay i've got this question from a lot of people it's something that i myself wonder so i i have to ask it to you in black and white under both the options honestly when do i get my money back sure now uh, um anupam i will have to caveat this a little bit as you're aware this is a process that is being um, you know that is being uh, looked at by a sebi observer and supreme court so the direction we have received from the supreme court is that the results will be given in a sealed cover to the supreme court so that's the caveat i need to make so so to some extent uh, we will be guided by whatever the directions of the supreme court but if i just run the the rough process out from then on anupam uh, if the supreme court uh, you know sees the results and it's a no vote and we are asked to open the funds then you could start putting in redemptions uh, immediately at that point of time uh, as i mentioned what what value is delivered will depend on how many redemptions come how soon in which scheme so supreme court hearing is in the third week of january so one may assume for example that at some short point after that if the funds have to open that's when the timeline would begin for the redemptions and the date would be given by the supreme court the date will have to be uh, either the supreme court would give the date or they would give some direction to say okay here is the result you now move forward as per the result uh, if if you uh, give a yes vote the only process that the regulation requires assuming again the supreme court doesn't give a different direction or says okay if they say go ahead with the next step as the regulations currently stand then we have to do a second vote that's called an authorization vote it's under a different regulation and in that vote unit holders will be selecting is it going to be the trustee that continues to run and manage this process or will it be someone else and if you recall we had actually announced this vote way back in may of 2020 already but couldn't happen for a variety of reasons so that vote would have to take place but that is only a 3 3 and a half week process because it's a 21 day notice and then a few days to declare the uh, to declare the results so in my mind uh, i don't know the exact start date because the supreme court will will declare the results but in my mind the difference between when you can place a redemption and when you can get the cash available in the schemes is 4 weeks hmm. is 4 weeks in my mind okay Okay, right. Thanks for that, Sanjay. Sanjay, so now let's just get back to the process, right? Um, if I'm a unit holder, how do I move forward from here? For example, let's just say that I've not got the email. I have got the email, so I know exactly what to do. Uh, just to recap the dates, folks, the voting starts on twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, and the meeting is on twenty ninth. So, if for someone who's not got the email, Sanjay, what should they do? Can they reach out to you? Of course, they can reach out to us. They can write to any of our uh, uh, service IDs, uh, and I think. Uh, Uh, people have been reaching out to us to so service at franklintemperton dot com. Uh, unit holder uh, meet at franklintemperton. There are a couple of different ways to reach out. You can call the call center and tell us that you haven't received your uh, your email ID. So so that's fine. People not only can but should reach out and let us know if they've not got it. Uh, Anupam, we've talked about email a couple of times. I also want to clarify that if you didn't have an email ID registered with us. but you had a mobile number registered with us you would have got this on your mobile so don't just look in your email don't just look in your uh, spam folder because sometimes this can end up in spam but do also check your sms's and your uh, for this as well anupam um 
given the pandemic and god knows what not was anything sent by postal mail for people who had neither just asking because that's probably one area that i have not covered no it wasn't sent by postal mail but okay. through a combination of um we did a long time ago I, I, sorry the first time we did the voting i shouldn't say a long time ago uh we had put out a notice uh, in the newspaper asking people to give their email ids uh we had put out you know not only one but a number of ads at that point of time in 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 the in the print uh and we had you know reached out through various means to try and get more uh email ids from unit holders so i think at this point we can reach anupam over 98% of investors through a combination of email and mobile that's good to know and if 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 the balance 2% is listening to this podcast as as we speak folks like sanjay said please check out their website there's enough information out there sanjay just gave uh the email address which i believe is service right s c r v i c e at franklintempletonindia.com no s c r v i c e service at franklintempleton.com okay service at franklintempleton.com sorry about that uh just reach out to them there's also an ivrsm you know just go on the website and there's plenty of detail out there okay now coming back sanjay uh just to recap on the event side what happens um during the voting so the dates for the voting and what happens in the meeting exactly how are these two events different from each other Sure. Let's take uh, let's take the voting first, and then we'll take the meeting. Um, you know the the MCA, the Ministry of Corporate Affairs, has actually laid down guidelines for e-voting and unit holder AGMs that are taking place during the pandemic. So we are following that process. So people uh, have also asked, how did you evolve this process? We didn't evolve the process. We are following the laid down guidelines in that in that uh, circular. And what that says is, you have to do. e voting for 3 days and followed by the unit holder meet so as you rightly said 9 am india time on december 26th the voting portal which is on k fintech will open and it will remain open till 6 pm on december 28th assuming you have your user id and password and let me also clarify anupam if you have the same pan uh registered like you said you are a unit holder in uh, two schemes yes. right yeah. you would have got two emails but the user id password in both emails will be the same so you don't have to remember multiple user id passwords for multiple schemes so you go to the kfintech website anytime between the the times that i mentioned 26th and 28th 9 am to 6 pm log in with your user id and password the website will force you to change your password the first time you log in you then select the e voting event and each scheme is one e voting event so in your case you'll first maybe select on ultra short mm. then it will give you the option of voting you will then select your option of either yes or no submit that then you can come to the main page select your second scheme or third scheme or fourth scheme however many you have and cast your vote for each scheme so it's a fairly uh, you know simple process and that's all that needs to be done by unit holders between the 26th and the 28th you're just logging in to kfintech and casting your vote yes okay. or no so it's that hmm. simple okay on the 29th this is the unit holder meet this is a video conference agm where unit holders can attend uh, and they can seek clarification on any matters that they wish to have clarification on now i should clarify that if you are attending the agm you can also vote during that time so 
again, if I take an example of the ultra short bond fund, that's the first AGM of the day. That's happening at 9 a.m. India time on December 29th. And it's scheduled to run for 90 minutes. So you can log in to attend the VC AGM. You can ask questions or you can hear. And you can also vote at that point of time. The limited caveat I would make is that, um, and, and you would know this, Anupam, that it may not be, in fact, it is not going to be possible in the VC AGM to accommodate 100% of unit holders, right? The, the, the technology infrastructure uh, simply isn't there to hold a VC AGM of uh, 10, 20, 30, 40,000, I don't know how many of unit holders might be in each scheme. In total, we have over 300,000 unit holders in these schemes. So my only uh, request to people is not to, uh, you know, to be very considered in deciding. Uh, I would urge people to consider voting between 26th and 28th to make sure that their vote is cast um, and certainly can attend the AGM if they like. Uh, but for any reason, if someone's not able to vote 26th to 28th, they can also vote during the AGM, provided they're attending the AGM. Uh, one other question we've got, Anupam, just to clarify. If you vote between 26th to 28th and you attend the AGM on 29th, you can't re-vote, nor can you change your vote. Okay, I think that sounds pretty uh, that sounds pretty simple and straightforward. I mean, it reminds me of the usual voting that if, if you're a shareholder in any of these companies, I'm, I'm just sharing my experience. Uh, and if you voted, then the format is quite simple. Okay. Great. Sanjay, so now um, final question and it's kind of a recap of what you've spoken. I, I just want to leave our listeners with this thought, okay? Just tell our listeners the future timelines, uh, you know, the like you said, the results of the voting will be de- delivered to the, to the Supreme Court in a sealed envelope probably in the third week of, of Jan, okay? So we are now in, in December and the sealed envelope will come in maybe in the third week of Jan. What happens after that and what kind of future are we the unit holders looking at? Sure. Um, so you're right. The voting happens 26th to 28th. The meet happens on 29th. After that, the voting results in a sealed envelope, along with the observer's report, goes to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has directed that the matter is listed in the week of, in the third week of January, at which point they will then take, uh, they will recognize these results and then give any further direction. But as I said, if there is no other direction that we get from the Supreme Court, subject to that, um, if there is a yes vote, then we move forward with the next authorization vote, which is another three, three and a half week process, post which we can start to actively sell in the market and we can start to return the money that is already available in the schemes. Uh, I say we, um, you know, in, in absolute technical terms, it will be whoever is voted in by the unit holders, uh, the trustee, or it, you know, in our original vote, we had given that option of Deloitte. So it could be either of us, but you know, the, whoever is the appointed liquidator will be then free to take those actions of returning money that's available in cash and actively selling in the market, talking to um, issuers for prepayment, so on and so forth and actively selling down the portfolio and returning that money as it comes in. So that process, you know, if is likely to start sometime in late February, if, if all the timelines work as we might expect. Um, if it's a no vote, 
uh, this you know we'll we'll have to you know the re- results will be declared and then the schemes will open investors can put in their redemptions and the money will be paid depending on when people put in their redemptions i think uh, there is i think there is a uh, you know a recap maybe just for people to say in a yes vote no redemption pressure therefore a more orderly liquidation therefore ability to do the best for each asset in the portfolio and therefore in our opinion better outcomes in terms of value uh, when one talks of a no vote depending on how many redemptions are received and what is that volume of redemptions we may be in a situation where we're selling in distress or in a far shorter timeline than would be ideal uh, or than the, than would be required and therefore there will not be uh, appropriate value discovery in that point of time which will have its own consequent negative impacts on the nav uh, in both instances as i said the difference between when you can start returning money i don't expect to be much more than 4 weeks uh, in both instances and i think you would have seen that in the last 7 months approximately we've managed to monetize over 11 and a half thousand crores of scheme assets and the schemes that have cash have over 7000 crores of cash available this is in an environment first of all when we had you know the economy was under a severe lockdown because of covid for a period of time it then started getting opened up uh, so so we were not in an you know we were not anywhere near a normal market scenario right and we were also not allowed to do any active monetization despite that we've been able to uh, get this kind of money uh, so therefore logically once we are sort of freed from those restrictions and as we are coming into a better and better market environment we should be able to accelerate the monetization uh, and in fact we had put out a maturity profile and even without the ability to actively monetize we're already ahead of that original prediction and we'll continue to update that uh, but but i feel that we should be able to we will be able to uh, you know monetization far quicker than what that maturity profile indicates sure folks that's a wrap honestly um sanjay thank you so much for doing this for our listeners who knows yeah i mean 6 months down the line maybe i can have you back when things are when there is much more clarity and things are you know back to quote and quote novel what do you think i love to come back and speak to you again anupam and to your listeners and thank you so much for the opportunity folks that is a wrap on this episode of paisa paisa i'm going to have three disclaimers out here loud and clear so that all of you all can listen up okay so disclaimer number 1 you heard from franklin temple in india i encourage you okay to explore other points of view like those from investor groups okay to understand their perspective so please read what they have to say disclosure number 2 nothing discussed in this episode is specific financial advice please please probably say please 100 times consult your financial advisor before taking any action okay this episode is exclusively for explaining the yes and no options available to you there is no advice out here consult your financial advisor do your own research and third and finally just to repeat but my disclaimer i am a unit holder in two schemes so please keep that in mind you must consider me as biased aside from that thank you so much for listening to this really special episode of paisa paisa
No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.